Hey, everybody. I'm Jenny Stone, and you're listening to Season 8, Episode 6 of HR Rescue, How to Create a Culture that Provides Psychological Safety. If this is your first time listening, welcome. The HR Rescue Podcast provides business owners, new HR professionals, and HR Department of One with solutions and guidance on some of the most common HR issues. You can find us at hr-rescue.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Now let's get into today's episode. Psychological safety is a term coined by Harvard Business School professor Amy Edmondson, referring to a belief that one can voice their concerns, ask questions, speak up, or make mistakes without the risk of punishment or humiliation. It is an important inclusion issue that employers cannot afford to ignore. Projects with greater psychological safety have been shown to have a greater likelihood of success and innovation because employees are more comfortable speaking up and sharing their thoughts. Conversely, a lack of psychological safety in the workplace leads to disengagement, staff turnover, recruiting costs, and other adverse effects. Today, we'll be sharing steps that you can take to understand how to create a culture that provides psychological safety. Step one, encourage employee engagement. Set the stage for team engagement by giving all employees a legitimate chance to participate at work. This includes leaders setting the tone at the beginning of a meeting or in other forums by making clear, for example, that other voices are welcomed. Invite questions, feedback, or requests for help, and be genuinely open to them. Some open-ended questions to invite participation include, what help can I offer? What are you seeing out there? What ideas do you have for this project? What concerns do you have? Address responses without judgment. For example, avoid scoffing at or reflexively dismissing someone else's idea. Otherwise, employees may receive the message that it's safest to remain silent to avoid the risk of being embarrassed or criticized. Instead, welcome curiosity, invite pushback, and encourage experimentation. Show a willingness to leverage the skills of employees who have passion about an idea. There are real costs for companies that miss out on ideas because employees are not comfortable speaking up, such as problems going unreported or missed opportunities for innovation and improvement. Step two, model vulnerability. While inviting engagement is critical, that engagement is unlikely to be achieved unless leaders show that they are vulnerable by being open about their own mistakes or challenges. Leaders should admit when they're not doing they don't know how to do something, or maybe they're unsure, and they show that they're open to learning from employees. So rather than being a sign of weakness, uh, these admissions are a sign of strength. So this will extend trust to others and encourage them to share their questions, concerns, or mistakes. One topic that supervisors or team leaders can speak about that many employees will relate to are their work-life balance challenges. Another is how a project they're involved in failed or the lessons they learned in the process. A leader's willingness to practice what they preach, be humble, and display vulnerability can go a long way to make your employees feel the courage to be vulnerable themselves and gain confidence in their leaders. Step three, create a safe space. In setting the stage for a culture of psychological safety and understanding, people in leadership positions must create space for employees to feel safe. Ensure employees will not be hurt for speaking up with an idea or for raising a concern. It can't be my way or the highway. 
Additionally, the managers and non-managerial employees alike should listen well and with intent. Consider what the other person is saying instead of waiting for an opening to talk. Show understanding by repeating what is said and asking questions. Accept diversity, both culturally and in terms of welcoming different perspectives. As part of this, be mindful that some members of underrepresented groups may be more uncomfortable speaking up at work. Treat others as they would like to be treated rather than how you might like to be treated. For instance, ask team members how they prefer to communicate. And finally, give help freely when asked rather than conveying that doing so is a bother or an imposition. Otherwise, people may shy away from asking for help in the future when it's badly needed. Step four, promote constructive dialogue. Practice conversational turn-taking. Avoid having one or two extroverts dominate a discussion by giving each person equal time. Ask good open-ended questions that will stimulate conversation. Also, welcome a debate of ideas or constructive conflict. Constructive conflict refers to the type of conflict that actually aims to embrace different perspectives and ideas. It's not about proving who's right, but about understanding one another and reaching a decision about what to do next by considering what various team members have said. Create different forums for input, whether they may be through meetings, Teams channels, or anonymous surveys. Accept ideas without judgment. Psychological safety is about candor and about creating a culture where people feel, feel willing to speak up. It's not about being nice and does not mean one must agree with a coworker's idea or point of view. However, it is important for managers and employees alike to disagree respectfully without fear of emotional eruptions. Do not interrupt one another or cut people off mid-sentence. Model active listening to ensure a full understanding of a coworker's idea, concern, or question. In addition, call out any inappropriate behavior during a meeting. Sanction clear violations if someone makes a hurtful comment or engages in a microaggression toward another employee. Remaining silent will harm psychological safety, not only for the employee on the receiving end, but potentially for others as well. Step five, express gratitude. Show appreciation for employees who raise questions, concerns, or ideas by thanking them. Employees want to feel valued. Again, this does not have to mean agreement with their comment, but it does mean conveying gratitude above all for their willingness to speak up. Applaud those employees willing to take the risk, especially if they typically are more quiet or reserved. Psychologically safe or emotionally secure employees are not only more engaged, but also more productive at work. Acknowledging the value of their input can contribute directly to their engagement and productivity. It's important to recognize individuals' contributions while also being sure to celebrate successes. Research finds that positive team and climate in which team members show that they value one another's contributions and have a say in how the team carries out its work is the most important driver of psychological safety. Step six, destigmatize failure. Give employees the benefit of the doubt for admitting mistakes. Treat them as learning experiences and understand that they're stepping stones rather than the end of the world. People will not only admit mistakes if there's no psychological safety, but doing so actually leads to future failures and stifles innovation. So don't shoot the messenger of bad news either. Destigmatize failure so employees are not more focused on avoiding failure than getting the most out of their work. 
Replace blame with curiosity and avoid jumping to conclusions. Some positive responses to mistakes may include, what can we do to improve? Is there anything I can do to help next time? How can we adjust our plan? Research found that employers reporting more safety errors did not, in fact, commit the most mistakes, but rather had a greater climate of psychological safety where employees were more willing to report these errors in the hope of correcting them. An employer with a zero tolerance for mistakes will lose out on innovative ideas because employees will be fearful about the possible repercussions from taking risks. Learning is the foundation of how people work effectively. Creating a space for people to admit mistakes without blame will reduce employee burnout, not to mention an employer's costs in terms of its attrition rate. Employees may still be held accountable as needed, but the focus should be on what went wrong and how to learn from it. Step seven, forge connections in hybrid or virtual teams. With the expansion of remote work and hybrid work arrangements, there are added considerations with psychological safety that may require an updated approach. For instance, reading cues is more challenging when people are not in the same room. Nonverbal cues will be missed. Pay attention to facial expressions on video calls and watch your reactions as well. Consider dividing people into smaller groups or breakout rooms where they may be more comfortable sharing their ideas and perspectives. Ask for employee input ahead of time. Some may prefer typing ideas or vulnerable statements via email or, or chat. And in addition, make time to give remote workers the opportunity to connect for social cohesion. Doing so can enhance psychological safety by making people feel included. Some ways to accomplish that may include encouraging virtual coffee sessions, supporting employee resource groups. If leaders show a willingness to attend, it sends a strong message. Fostering connections through a virtual bring your kids or pet to work day. Seeking ideas for virtual team volunteers or charitable events and having regular check-ins. Finally, create an environment that encourages employees to share aspects of their personal situations as it relates to work scheduling without an obligation to do so or a pressure to conform. Leaders should make small disclosures about their own challenges, such as working while having a spouse or children at home, and to welcome disclosures to help employees build confidence that sharing is not penalized. Trust employees to make the right choices for themselves balanced against the needs of their teams. Along these lines, be inclusive and show remote workers that any requests for their presence are not meant to be as a rebuke. Instead, they should be framed in understanding that the worker's situation is an opportunity to encourage them to continue sharing their ideas. We hope that you enjoyed today's podcast and please subscribe so you never miss an episode of HR Rescue. Thank you to our podcast content contributors, the expert HR editorial team. You can find out more about Expert HR at www.experthr.com. That's again, www.experthr.com. The opinions expressed in this program do not represent legal advice, nor should they necessarily be taken as the views of HR Shield or its employees.